0: Hello, everybody. Today's podcast is from a National Geographic magazine of 1975. It's called The Maya, Children of Time, by Howard Lafay. From the deeps of mystery they came, and in mystery their unite culture fell. Scholars called them Maya, but they knew themselves by other names, and many are no lost. For some 15 centuries, they flourished in the grimly inhospitable reaches of Middle America, and between A.D. 250 and 900 they shaped a magnificent civilization of soaring pyramids and splendid palaces. This classic period ended in a sudden collapse. Cities were abandoned. The population declined drastically. During Europe's dark stage, the Maya practiced an astronomy so precise that their ancient calendar was as accurate as the one we employ today. They plotted the courses of celestial bodies, and to a eve of the faithful, their priests predicted both solar and lunar eclipses. They calculated the path of Venus, an elusive planet that is by turns morning and evening star, with an error of only fourteen seconds a year. The Maya originated a complex system of reading and pioneered the mathematical concept of zero. Yet, until recently, the brilliance of these achievements shone but fitfully through an encompassing gloom. Even the era of the Maya's greatest glory remained in them. Now, however, the light of scholarship has begun to pierce the ancient shadows. City states, dynasties long-ago wars creep into a clear focus. Gone Forever is the image of the Maya as peaceful, rather primitive farmers, practicing esoteric religious rites in the quiet of their jungle fastness. What emerged is a portrait of a vivid warlike race, numerous beyond any previous estimate, employing sophisticated agricultural techniques, and like the Vikings, half a world away, they traded and raided with zest. The identity of the early such forebears poses a vexing question. Many scholars believe that Maya culture commenced in the lowlands of Guatemala's Perón region. Others speculate that the Maya had some significant relationship with the shadowy Olmec, who flourished to the west more than a millennium before Christ and then the they ultimately migrated into the lowland regions where their civilization reached its peak. For clarification, I sought out an archaeologist who has spent his career on the far frontiers of the Maya past. The 5,000 foot high colonial city of Antigua, one type capital of the Cabinet General of Guatemala, floats among volcanoes and clouds. There, Edwin Shook received me in a laboratory crammed with ancient artifacts. He said, We keep proving for the beginning of Maya civilization. That moment easily identified archaeologically. When a society settles down and develops agriculture and a modest architecture, so far we haven't found it. Do you know Kamina Chuju? I did. I had visited the ancient site. Nor encompassed by the urban sprawl of Guatemala City. The spurred somber lines of its early structure had, had impressed me profoundly. In the great epoch of Maya civilization, tillers of the soil, the peasant population supported the entire superstructure of society. To gain some insight into the Maya social order, I called upon Professor Alfredo Barreira Vazquez of the Yucatan Institute of Anthropology and History. A white hired man with a swift ma- smile, Professor Barrera received me at the desk in the Biblioteca Central, a huge high ceilinged room lined with old books. The library opened through great double doors directly onto the street in downtown Merida. Among the ancient Maya, Professor Barrera said, there was a profound cultural dichotomy. On the one hand, you found the elite. A small group of priests and chiefs charged with preserving knowledge. They understood astronomy, architecture, engineering, art. They alone knew how to plan the building of the great monuments. They alone knew the meaning of everything in the temples. They could predict eclipses and cast horoscopes. They could decipher the history carved on the stele and add to it. In return, they led splendid lives. Luxury items like jade, feathers, and jaguar belts were preserved of their exclusive use. It was the function of the rest of the population to provide these luxuries for the lords, as well as to meet all their everyday needs. So the commoners framed could wood, hunted, and there bore the fruits of their labors to the ceremonial centers. When the early travelled, it was even the duty of the people to carry them in litters on their shoulders. When a baby was born, the parents took the child to a priest who, with the aid of stars, charts and books, would predict its future. Each day, each moment was governed by a different god, depending upon the exact time of birth. A child will owe a lifetime of devotion to the Ascendant deity. In his lifetime, a Maya bore three names. Say he was born on the eighth seven how of the Maya calendar. His name until poverty will be simple seven how. When he was initiated into manhood, he will assume a new name that reflected some personal feature. Say he was short, then he will be known as Sap or short one. Not until he married did he assume his formal name. Supposing his mother came of the Pot family, and his father was an Oog, his adult name will be Napood Oog, literally an Oog, born of a mother named Pot. An ultimate refinement was also possible: the name of a man's profession or some noteworthy characteristic might replace his mother's name. If our hypothetical child had proved very courageous in the battle, he might have been known as Achtix Ug or the Uc Brave One. Professor Barrera now directs a staff of 12 in preparing a definite dictionary of the Maya language. This work, which includes collating all entries from all previously published dictionaries plus adding modern vocabulary, will consume almost two years. I, myself the professor said, have been bilingual since early childhood, I had a Maya nurse, you see. If you could go back to a Maya city of the classic period, I asked, would you understand them and could they understand you? All language change, he said. I think present-day Maya relates clearly to the language spoken at the time of the conquest. If you study the morning language scientifically, you can deduce the older forms, but I repeat, language changes. In our new Maya dictionary, you will even find words like strike and ball. Baseball is a passion in Yucatan, and the American vocabulary of the game has passed into Maya. I'm going to let it here for today. If you like it, please remember to share the podcast. And if you want to read the complete article, you can search in our Twitter at Podcast Readings, where I'm going to, to publish the complete article. See you later. Bye.